to episode number 102 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Shahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's very tasty adventure. Oh. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Burguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch, the man with the shoulders the size of Manhattan. Damn. This week. Less is more. Gonzalez. That's right. The man we call the hair, the man that rocks his guitar like no other, Eric. Is Nato. Struthers. <laughs> this week we have a very special guest host. It's his first time entering the Sith Lair, and we're super excited about it. If you live in the tri-state area, you might have heard him singing and playing the ukulele and the accordion like a champ, but you most likely saw him sculpting some badass dinosaur spaceships, clowns, and whatever else you can think of on the very popular TLC show, Cake Boss. It's Ralph Athanasia. Did I pronounce your last name right, Ralph? You nailed it. I can appreciate that because my last name is like the worst. So, yeah, it's very difficult. Growing up, uh, I had to tell people it's three smaller words you already know. It's at tan Asia. It's a right. preposition, a color, and a continent. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We're really excited yeah, to have thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to give the shenanigans out real quick so we can get it over with and we can talk about Ralph and his fandom and all kinds of geekdom that's going down this week. We are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, podcast like now this is podcasting. By the way, I was on last week. We had a great time, so tune into that. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmission, Idiot's Ray, Tarkin's Top Shelf, 
Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. You can find us on Twitter at The Sithless Boo. At The Sithless Boo. Less. At Less and More 78. The Hair. At Eric Strathers. And Ralph, give them your Twitter handle right now so they can follow uh, you. You can uh, find me at Cake Boss Ralph on Twitter and Instagram. But I got to let you know, it's it's getting progressively farther away from uh, fun tweets about cakes and more tweets about absolute horror at the state of our government. And I'm trying not to make it be that, but just forewarned is forearmed. If that's not what you're into, yeah, don't no, no, I, I completely understand. It's hard for us to stay away from that too. Sometimes. But yeah, it's very hard. It's I try to share a lot of fun animal videos whenever I remember to, <laughs> just to lighten things up. That's always a good go-to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Somebody sent me one where a baby orangutan was feeding a baby tiger with a bottle. Gold. Oh, that is gold. Gold. <laughs> that is gold. Gold. That is absolutely gold. Just, you know what? Let's all just take like six, seven seconds and picture that in our heads. Because I'm that is already doing that, bro. Let's, ooh, let's do it. Let's do that's it. So sweet. A orangutan tiger. He's got little, like, little, little, little dribbles of milk, not quite making it into his his deadly, deadly kitty face, and, <laughs> kitty and you face. know, sweet, sweet orange monkey, just making sure he's getting all that num num milk. Mm. He said num 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 num. That's awesome. I don't think I don't think the words num num has ever been Probably put out not. there on the sit list. Well, there it is. It's the first. Yeah, <laughs> ideally, let's never say them again. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Game over. Thanks for playing. By the way, find us on Instagram, The Sith List, Facebook, The Sith List, and email us, The Sith List at gmail.com. We got a couple new shirts, a couple logos that are new that you haven't seen. Go out, check them out on T Public, put in The Sith List, and you'll find them. And that was your shenanigans all quick. Mm-hmm. Because I want to talk about Ralph, and I want to talk about what he's into fandom wise, what he's into not fandom wise. What's in that head? So let's talk about it. Ralph, give us the lowdown of what is the stuff that you like in. This crazy world of geekdom. I'm hoping and I know actually that you love Star Wars. We're oh, yeah. obviously huge fans being on the podcast network. And what is your fandom all about? I want to say my like my top four mm. going to be, uh, and this is in no particular order: Star Wars, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow, yes. Les is very happy with you right now. Yes. Jurassic Park. <laughs> And Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. Very nice. It's a hell of a, I, uh, and a I feel very well-rounded in my nerdery. Definitely yeah. skews reptile, but... <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big Rampage video game fan. Oh, oh my goodness. Did you video guys see that it. movie? I oh, did. Actually, I saw Boo, it. Boo saw it. I didn't see it. What'd you think of it? I felt like that was exactly the right kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's what you said, didn't you? Yeah, it, it was just mindless entertainment. It, it was fun. The rock it's, was good. The action was great. It, yeah, it's not a good movie. No, but it's, it's not bad. <laughs> Let me get your take on Jurassic World Part Two or Oh, the uh, Fallen Kingdom. Part. That mo- I think the best way I've heard that described was with the two words, and I'm using words in quotation marks. Nutso, butso. Yes, I like that. I was gonna say num num. Oh, we're trying not to say that Son anymore. Of a bitch. <laughs> already broken that rule, man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The movie should have pretty much ended at that island. Oh no, 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 no! Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no, I'll say this: like that that movie opens as Jurassic Park as a movie can be. 
there's like a rainstorm on the island. Somebody's doing something with technology. He's in like a yellow rain slicker. There's like mercenaries or something. There's something hiding in the jungle that you only see in lightning flashes. It's the Jurassic Parkiest shit that has been shot since the first movie. Agreed. And then that movie says, you know what? Uh, let's never take our foot off the gas. Let's just get dumb and keep getting dumber. <laughs> get dumb. If you were to ask me, does a dinosaur beat up a bunch of gangsters in that movie? I, I couldn't tell you no. <laughs> it probably will next movie. Take <laughs> it out some bloods? Yeah. Yeah, right. Legit, like, rocket opposite colors and shit like Yeah, a bunch of gangsters. <laughs> Here's the debate we've had on this podcast. Not just we, just me and Boo, actually. <laughs> I think Eric and Les really weighed in. Is it Jurassic World 2 or is it Jurassic Park 5? <laughs> It's a tough one. I mean, it is both is the <laughs> thing. And I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but I feel like that's an important uh, thing to say because they're all part of the Jurassic franchise. I feel like they're they're label they're they're sort of marketing the entire franchise now as the Jurassic World franchise because it's more inclusive of all of them. I'll always think of it as the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. It is the fifth movie that carries on that sort of, you know, Jurassic name, but it is also very specifically the second Jurassic World movie. I get what you're saying because recently I looked at a poster and it didn't say Jurassic World 2. It just said Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You know, all the all the merchandising now, like there's this, you know, the the, the toy line uh, has a bunch of stuff in like their legacy collection that they call it with like dinosaurs from the first three movies and, you know, Grant and Malcolm and Muldoon and Ellie. But that's the Jurassic World legacy collection. And I'm not opposed to having Jurassic World be like the umbrella that all of this is under because world is bigger than park. And I mean, like, I'm not stupid. I know the size of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the next one's going to be Jurassic Universe. Probably. Yeah. Are they going to do a Jurassic Legends? <laughs> maybe. Ooh. Maybe. I, key, I mean, I'd be there. Ralph, I, I have a key question. So do you remember the, the sad part of the movie where the Brachiosaurus dies yeah, on you the, don't. On, on the <laughs> on the beach, do you know what is the significance of that dinosaur? Aside from the fact that, like, when you're watching it, it undergo it, it goes through like the same exact animation cycle that the first Brachiosaurus you see, the first dinosaur you see in yeah. any of the movies, and, like not including those glimpses of like that raptor's eye in the the cage in the beginning of the first one. Like that's your first real dinosaur. Mm -hmm. I know that Bayona has said that it's supposed to be the same Brachiosaurus yeah. from that scene. Yes, exactly. And they use the same, and, like you hit it on the nail. They use the same animation. They mm -hmm. use, it's supposed to be that one. It's supposed to be significant because that one is yeah. gone. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I didn't, uh, there's a, I there's, didn't need to know that. Yeah. There's a, a a comic that I made its way into my Twitter feed. It's just like a six panel comic of like that Brachiosaur at the end of that dock and the boat going away and the cloud coming in. And then 2014 Godzilla comes up and holds out its hand. <laughs> the Brachiosaur steps onto its palm and they both go away. And so headcanon, that dinosaur is fine. Oh, wow. It has the biggest, bestest friend of all. Biggest, best. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put me on the fence now with this. I was so Jurassic Park five that I, you know, I wasn't even thinking. But you put me on the fence about this, so yeah, I appreciate he was it. Adamant, yeah. I, I think it's important. That, you know, like just like the Hobbit is part of the Lord of the Rings cycle, right? That's true. I feel like they're they're separate, but they're part of that one bigger family of stories. Yeah, very also true. unpopular opinion. Uh, the Lost World is the worst of them. 
The Lost World is the worst of them. It, the Lost World is the one with the gymnastics inside the atrium and all that, right? Yeah, and yeah, the so. dinosaur in San Diego. Oh, it's the worst. The third one wasn't great, but it was. I enjoyed it. I remember coming out of the theater going, okay, that was fun. That was kind of freaky. And but it, it, Jurassic it was... Park 3 is a delightful, stupid B-movie. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Eric, you've seen all three of these? Or four or five of these now? or You haven't seen the fifth? But... No. Are you, you kidding? Seen... You know better than that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry to ask you. But you have seen the first one. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> you've seen the masterpiece that is Jurassic Park. I have, yes. Okay. I saw it for the first time yesterday. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That is sort of how I roll, though. I know, I know it is. Believe, yeah, we know. So, Dude, I saw, I saw a movie last week. Oh yeah, he saw a movie that you wouldn't believe that he saw. Solo. What is that? <laughs> it was Terminator Genesis. <laughs> Dude. I've had the Blu-ray for like three years or something. What? I got it for Christmas, and it's been sitting there. And I was like, you know what? I got some time. I'm going to throw this in. And I actually dug it. So I watched it again the next Good day. Oh, Good it's, for you. Wow. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just as far as Terminator movies go, it's can be forgotten. Well, how bad is it that he let that damn thing sit there for three yeah, years? He watched it twice. If, Eric, if it's not Star Wars, Eric's not putting it in the Blu-ray. So, Dude, I'm a busy guy, man. I was yeah. busy doing stuff, and busy. I had a minute, and, busy, I, and I watched it. Revenge of the Sith for the 48th time. Just breaking balls, man. <laughs> well, you awesome. never know. There might have been there might have been a frame in Revenge of the Sith that I had blinked on every time I watched it, and so, you know, you yeah. just you got to do it over and over. I don't so, like the way you treat me right I'm, now. I know. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll turn it back. I'll turn it back. So, Ralph, your love of Star Wars. Let's talk about that. I do love Star Wars. Good talk, you guys. Yeah. What's next? Bye, guys. <laughs> What's your first memory of Star Wars? Like, do you remember the first time? You- okay, I, I actually I remember the first time I ever saw that movie. I was at. Uh, I used to live in Staten Island, New York, which is uh, some would say the worst borough of New York, and they're probably not wrong. But uh, the Wu-Tang Clan comes from there, so Charlotte ain't Island, nothing baby. to fuck with. Yeah. But uh, I was at, uh, I was at the, there was an older kid who lived across the street from me, and uh, we used to hang out with him. My mom didn't like us doing that because he was an older kid. And we were there one day, and his dad was like, you guys want to watch Star Wars? And I was like, I like I know what that is, but I'm eight, and I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I don't care. And he's like, no, Ralph, you're going to love this. Sit down. And we sat down, and we watched it, and I was like, this movie is very good. <laughs> I remember just being blown away by it. And like, you know, at that point, that movie was what? If this was, I was eight. I was born in 1984. So this would have been 1990 math. And then it came out in 1970 number. So this was 500 years after its release. <laughs> and it's still, you know, like it had that effect on me as a little kid. I was like, this movie rocks. Oh, yeah, it holds up. It holds up. What's your favorite one? <clears throat> I mean, it's a cop out to say Empire, but also Empire is the best one. It is. I agree. So, excluding excluding Empire because that's the obvious choice. I would I would have said Empire as well as well. Oh, what, excluding what Empire, yeah. uh, the Battle for Endor. Okay, Jedi. All right. You a fan of the Ewoks? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the Ewok movie. The second Ewok movie. Big fan of that one? Oh, yeah. Come on. It just It's basically Willow, but with Ewoks. No, I am kidding. Yeah, Empire is great. A New Hope is fantastic. 
all the modern Star Wars movies, like the 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 post Disney Star Wars movies, are sort of hovering between like they they all live in that space between Jedi and the prequels. Like they're nowhere near as bad as the prequels, but none of them are quite as good as the better movies of the original trilogy. Okay, any movie with the you know like the original trio or like Han, Luke, and Leia all running around together just stands a little bit taller than anything else. Sure, sure, that makes total sense. I know some people will put Jedi below some of the the newer movies. A Jedi feels like an Indiana Jones movie to me. Do you guys ever get that? The adventure aspect of it? Yeah, like it sort of goes from one set piece to another to another. Like there's, you know, like there's a a, like a a desert castle with a gangster and there are like (laughs) different traps and adventures and, and like tough guys and things and explosions. And it it's a little less sort of mythic and legendary than the first two. And it's a little more one action set piece to the next action set piece and so on. Yeah, that makes total sense. Diverting to another subject matter real quick. What do you think about Indy 5? you think it's a good idea or no? That's coming out in three years from now or whenever. I mean, anything can work. I know that Lucas is much less involved in this one. Yeah, he might not be involved at all in this one, actually. See, that has me... uh, Nervous. Nervous. No, a little more excited. (laughs) I I don't think latter-day George Lucas is something that we should really be, like, hoping for. I feel like he's spent a little too much time being a billionaire that everyone has told that his ideas are great. And that's never good for... Like, everyone agreeing that what you do is good is never good for... Um, sort of like fine-tuning and discerning your best work. That's right. You're never going to fix it. I get it. Totally get yeah, it. Yeah, if you're if you're in a room where everybody goes, no, you know what, you're, you're right. No, that's great. Uh, what you do is good. Then you can just be like, yeah, what I do is good. Maybe the Aopi should fart. <laughs> great idea. What if the frog guy steps in the poo? Do you take that same kind of, yeah, not advice, but the thinking the same way when you're sculpting cakes? People around you just constantly are just saying, hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Does that annoy you? Uh, well, it's never happened to me, so. <laughs> like, never, you never had some a group of people going hey, it's perfect it's great it's like, yeah, i'd, I'd love to yeah. say that i suffer from the problem of universal agreement <laughs> of my skills like just absolute adulation yeah. what a great problem to yeah, have i've never had that either no you know what it is like in, in my because like my job is a job the number one thing that i have to deal with is deadlines and after that it's customers you know like people have these crazy requests and i I have to do impossible things out of a ridiculous medium with a really quick turnaround because you can't be sculpting food for very long like this it has to be within a certain amount of time before it leaves the bakery and goes to the customer so you you have to go from they want what to, oh, no, it has been made and it's out to you. And now you've eaten it and now it's poop. Like that window is so and short. Now it's poop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, your artwork ends up in people's colons. It's very humbling. Yeah, I can imagine. What, what's the craziest thing they've ever been requested for you to do? You know, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine who is uh, like today, earlier today, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a baker in the UK. His name is uh, Mark and he's uh, a magnificent guy. Uh, and somebody asked him for a cake that had uh, buttock prints 
pressed into it. They wanted mm-hmm. it to look like someone had sat in it because their friends had a, a, a sort of in joke about a very particular fetish. Oh man, <laughs> that is and funny. He received a follow up request to see if they could get like a scrotum divot between and in front of the butt cheek divots. <laughs> And so he asked me what the craziest thing that I had been asked to make was. And the the one I always think of is uh, when I first started working at the bakery, somebody ordered a cake of uh, it was like a young girl in her graduation cap and gown. And she had both hands up raised with like big fistfuls of cash. And she was popping out of a pink coffin. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I just don't know, man. Like, it's not as much fun as the, you know, uh, butt cheeks and and ball divot cake but damn if it isn't hard to figure out <laughs> yeah i can imagine can you imagine like the right you're trying to figure out the right uh size of the butt divots and the ball and the scrotum to make sure like it's dead in the right I way i mean that would be yeah. more fun yeah. the other thing is just dark as hell man. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that one's crazy I, mean, like, I feel like there's a really simple but not sanitary solution to the first cake. That's right. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about that. Like you're at your wits end. You're like, it's not working. I'm just going to sit on it. I'm just going to oh, sit on it. That is- I'm yeah. going to lift up my balls and just drop it so it's a perfect like marker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you get a lot of Star Wars requests. I saw on YouTube on, on Cake House you made something really cool. My little uh, space fighter. That yeah, was a fun that one. was pretty cool, man. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's that's my my uh, to answer your question they they do come up yeah from time to time it's fun you know people will order that kind of thing and it's always fun to work on but uh that that particular video like that's my i feel like that's my weakest area in terms of uh like actual execution and also design like if you if you ask me to come up with like weird creatures or fun looking people or whatever i love that kind of stuff but if I have to do any kind of hard surface design, like, you know, spaceships or, or buildings or cars, I feel like I really struggle with that stuff. So the fact that that looked as as good as it did, I was really happy with. Oh, yeah. People that are listening, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and look up Ralph. Just put Ralph and Cake House and you'll get a bunch of really cool. Really yeah, cool Cake House videos. is our, at the bakery, that's our sort of in-house um, YouTube channel for like all of our little projects that we work on on the side. Like everybody at the bakery has their own videos that they put up there. But I've been doing some sculpture videos where I'm just kind of working on stuff that I think is fun. So if you go to Cake House on YouTube, or you just scroll through the playlists. There's one that's all of my stuff. There's a, yeah, there's a, I do a two-part video about making a chocolate starfighter. Yeah, so which yeah, sounds it. really dirty. It, yeah, I thought you were going to say starfish for sure. Okay, so you Star Wars, Jurassic Park. I know you're into old school like horror B movies or monster movies. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I went to I before I worked at the bigger. I went to school for special effects makeup. Gotcha. In fact, if you guys uh, if you guys watch the show um, Face Off on Sci Fi, I've watched yeah. a few yeah. uh, episodes yeah. here and there. Yeah, well, the, the guy who won the All-Star season a year or two ago, uh, Sig Neutron, he was my best friend out at school. And yeah, very cool. I'm envious of that guy. He basically plays D&D for a living nowadays. <laughs> Is that right? Really? That's all he does? Yeah. That's Shit. awesome. And then how did you get into sculpting? Like you just took, you just transformed your skills that you had and then just took it over to the food. Yeah. Room. I mean, I've, I've always been a, like, I've been a sculptor for basically as long as I can remember. Like before I went to school for special effects makeup, I went to a very traditional art school where I had like a classical style art education. Um, I focused on stu- uh, sculpture and illustration out there. 
And then like special effects makeup is a lot of sculpture. So when I moved over to that school, I was doing, you know, 30, 40 hours of sculpting a week. It's like sculpting and mold making and casting. And when all that was done, what I learned was that I really didn't want to do special effects makeup, but I really still liked sculpting. Gotcha. And I got the job at the bakery kind of by accident. Okay. My uh, my cousins won a raffle for like uh, six people to go and, and make cakes with the cake boss and his crew, but there were only five of them. So my aunt called me up. And she was like, Ralphie, you got to come with us. We're going to this this cake boss. And I was like, I had never heard of it. You know, and she was like, well, you got to come with us. They're going to see what a good sculptor you are. They're going to give you a job. You're going to be on TV. And I was like, ah, all right, pump the, you know, pump the brakes, Andretti. <laughs> but uh, huh. that's exactly what happened. Like, I went out there and I was playing with the chocolate and they're like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, come back here. Your ass is mine. Yeah, that's cool. And then so was, I've been working there ever since. Yeah, it was history. That's crazy. That is very cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like all these exact same things we do. And so we'll, let's dive into some stuff. You ready to talk some geekdom? Talk oh, some... my goodness. We've spent so much time just... We did. And this... off air, we talked about what you have behind you. And we were going to talk about the things that you have behind you right now while you're we're recording this Why, thing. What's so, ex- yeah, what's oh, behind me. you? Explain yourself. Oh, and there's another well, let's question. Let's see. I'm sitting... We're going to do this from here on out because a couple episodes ago, we figured out what our porn names were going to be. Uh, because we took our um, first pet that we owned and the first street we lived on. What would be your porn name, Ralph? Yeah, mine's a very lady name. I'd be Scarlet Sweetbrook. Oh, that is epic. Scarlet Sweetbrook. Love the Sweetbrook. That's pretty good. That yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't even sound like that much of a porn name. It could be like an actual actress. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet. No, that sounds like the ultimate porn name. <laughs> that, that, Are you that, kidding me? That's that, that sounds like a, like a silver age Marvel comics writer's idea of what a Hollywood starlet's name would be. That's, a, yeah. That's very That's good. Stan Lee right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Kali yeah. Chi whiz Spider-Man. The green goblin is taking Scarlet Sweetbrook all the way up to the top of the daily bugle building. And he's blowing up. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm talking to you guys from my my workshop in my apartment where I do all of my uh, my dopey crap. So like, I'm surrounded by I got a an army of uh, like Warhammer orcs that I've modified into pirates for a D and D campaign. I got all my uh, Ninja Turtles crap and D and D miniatures and stuff in here. I got my uh, I went to Disney World back in February and I got to make my own lightsaber. So I got like it's got a Count Dooku handle with the Kane and Jarrus emitter. And a green blade. It's a it's a nerd room in here, you guys. Oh, that's, that's, you're having a nerdgasm in there, Eric. Did you hear that about the lightsaber, buddy? No, man, I wasn't listening. Fuck, of course, fuck, I did. Fuck off, Eric, for God's Eric, sake. Eric also makes lightsabers, by the way. Yeah. Well, this isn't like a good one. This was just the one from like the bin of plastic crap outside of Star Tours, but it was there, so yeah, I had to get. One. <laughs> no, I get it. That's still pretty cool, that though. Is, hey, I got joking. a question for you guys. Yeah, because. Uh, Big Ninja Turtle fan as well. Bebop or Rocksteady? Ooh, I was asking you which Ninja Turtle, but I'll answer that this first Bebop for sure. I know Les is a huge fan. I, I love the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I would have to flip that whole thing. I'd, I'd go Krang. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just gonna mess this I don't whole think, thing up. Bro. I don't think that was an uh, option. Quick uh, trick question: Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question: Lemmy is God. I thought I would ruin this episode by making an Airheads reference. That's, yeah, Sandler and Brendan Fraser. Is that, oh, sh- that, that movie's that? madness. And Joe Mantegna, and I believe. Steve Buscemi. 
Yeah, Steve Buscemi. And isn't uh, Kramer in that movie as well? Michael Richards? I don't know if Michael Richards yeah. is in that one. Be sure he is, unless I'm conflating that with UHF. Yes, that's UHF. It is Chris Farley in uh, Airheads? No, Chris Farley, no? I don't mm-hmm. think, is in Airheads. But Lemmy is God, by the way. What's the most <laughs> Star Wars thing you got right behind you right Yeah, now? there you go. Uh, let's see. I got the. I have the lightsaber that I became a Jedi with. Okay. On my uh, my thirtieth birthday weekend. Um, this was about three years ago. Now this party was madness. By the way, like we had a funeral for my youth. I built a casket and we had like an open coffin funeral for my <laughs> youth. I rented a Darth Vader bounce house. A friend of mine who's a brewer made That's like awesome. two different Ralph's birthday beers. It was a fantastic. Oh my God. weekend. that sounds fantastic. But uh, my one of my best friend, Micah, the whole time we were there, he had a Nerf gun with him. And I had this, uh, you know, like cheap, collapsible Obi-Wan lightsaber. And anytime nothing was going on, I'd have him just punk Nerf, Nerf darts at me. And I'd try to slap him out of the air with the lightsaber. And I really sucked at it. We're, uh, we're waiting for it. Like dinner is almost ready. Like, you know, my friends are grilling and we're sitting around the, you know, standing around the table, getting ready to eat. And I'm like, Micah, now he's like, you suck at this. Give up. And I'm like, no, go. He's doing it. And I keep trying to do it. And now everybody's watching because I'm right by the dinner table, you know, and I'm, I'm just whiffing like I can't hit him. And I keep getting nerf darted in the chest and the face and the groins just won't stop. And everybody's laughing and I'm getting frustrated. And they're like, just try to relax. And I don't know if you've ever tried to relax. It's fucking impossible. Yeah, it makes it worse. Yeah, you relax by relaxing. All right. Trying to do it is just stressful. And I, I couldn't think of what else to do. And I was wearing a bandana around my head. Oh, it's I know. It's that kind of weekend. Yeah. So I, I pulled it down over my eyes and everybody kind of chuckled. And like one of my cousins was there and he's like, ah, oh, but with the blast shield down, I can't even see. And everybody was <laughs> laughing. And I just stood there and I had like, I like adjusted my grip on the, on the, the plastic crappy toy lightsaber. And I just heard the like, of the dart coming out of the barrel and it, if I didn't slap that thing right no out of the air they just everybody was watching there was just this big whoa <laughs> I put the bandana up and I put the lightsaber on the floor and I walked away from it I just wouldn't touch it again that is yeah you should never touch it again that is yeah. epic so that was that was when I uh, that's probably the coolest Star Wars story uh, memory if I had that I'd be like I'd be yeah, that'd be it. That's yeah, pretty yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. I had taken my first step into a larger world. Into a larger world. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, let's let's get into some stuff. Let's talk about box office real quick. <laughs> this is pretty surprising. Hotel Transylvania knocks off Ant Man and the Wasp and beats Skyscraper this last weekend, bringing an impressive forty-four million dollars. Ant Man pulled twenty-nine. Was million. there a movie that people went to see that wasn't Skyscraper? <laughs> yeah, there was uh, two movies. Hotel Transylvania and Ant-Man. Yeah. Adam Sandler still uh, bringing it. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp did not hold number one, which was very surprising to me. Just crazy. That was a fun movie. It was. It was a fun movie. It was great. And the very ending was pretty impactful and critically doing really well. And it's still making money. It's making money worldwide. So it's doing well. We don't have to worry about Marvel. Yeah. So my question is, 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 is this a bomb for Skyscraper? Oh, yeah. There, it's definitely a bomb. Yeah, I had no interest in Skyscraper. Me either. Zero. Yeah. The Rock needs to tone it down a bit. I know it's almost you know, Dwayne Johnson. He just needs to chill you, for, you, for a little bit. You don't tell him you what to do. I know I don't earner, tell him. Right? He was not the number one earner. 
The number one earner last year, surprisingly, oh, right. was, was Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler. That's for right. films. He yeah. made a lot of money. He made some money. But Adam Sandler, because of the Netflix deal and the movies he put out, That's right. made more money than any actor in Hollywood last year. That's infuriating. Right. It really is. <laughs> Isn't it? It really is. But uh, by the way, I saw a really good movie last night in the theater. It was a documentary called Three Identical Strangers. It uh, debuted at Cannes, I believe, and they also... So won the Toronto Film Festival, but won a bunch of stuff. Or it's getting really high acclaim. It was fantastic. It was a really good documentary about. I haven't even heard of it. I wouldn't believe the story if someone else were telling it, but it's true. Every word of it. It started when I went to college. It was the first day of school. All these people are coming up to me saying, Eddie, how are you? Eddie, hi. I'm like, my name's not Eddie. I don't know what you're talking about. As soon as this guy turned around, I knew it was Eddie's double. I said, you're not going to believe this. You have a twin brother. Oh, my God. As I reached out to knock on the door, it opens. And there I am. His eyes are my eyes. My eyes are his eyes. And it's true. And then the story went from being amazing to incredible. It was an article to Twins Reunited. I think I might be the third. When people ask me what is the most remarkable story you ever encountered, I tell them it's the story of the triplets. You guys have been on the front page of every newspaper in the world. True. True. They were more like clones than they were like brothers. It was a miracle. There was nothing that could keep us apart. That's when things kind of got funky. Something was just not right. They separated these boys at birth. The parents had never been told that there were two other children. What was the purpose? Why? How could you not tell us? They're trying to conceal what they did from the people they did it to. When you play with humans, you do something very wrong. Who would be evil enough? to come up with something like this. There's a lot of powerful people who would like to have the story silenced. There's still so much that we don't know. It boggles the mind. It's a mystery. I'd like to know the truth. Definitely go watch it. It's worth your time. I'm into that, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. any of you guys see Won't You Be My Neighbor? Uh, th that was the option. It was it was going to go see that one or the, that one, and we picked uh, this uh, identical strangers. Won't you be my neighbor? Is supposed to be great as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested in that one. I haven't seen it, but I would like to. I don't know if I'm going to go see it in a theater or if that's going to be like a stay home, you know, like a stay at home date Chinese food night kind of movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd rather do that. And I know Hanks is playing him in a uh, biopic. Playing Fred oh, that's Rogers, pretty good yeah. cast. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, they've actually oh. casted a couple of other actors for it, but and I think Spielberg has something to do with it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they're super BFFs. They are. They are. Him, all three, and Ron Howard, by the way. There's all three BFFs right there. Well, let's get into some random shemils. We're gonna uh, talk a little bit about the Bohemian Rhapsody, even though on my show notes it says Boheim Rhapsody. Beheim. Beheim. Jim Beheim Rhapsody. Beheim Rhapsody. That's how everyone pronounces it. That's right. That's how it works. Now I know it's very uh, visuals are very cool, but there's some there's a bunch of dialogue on it, and it's Queen, and the music is great, and the mix they do is even better oh, than the God, first these, trailer. These mixes are yeah, just they're, they're fucking fantastic. incredible. So we're gonna play the trailer, and then we're gonna talk about it right after. Is this the real life? 
the show. I also write songs. Our lead singer just quit, but then you'll need someone new. I love the way you move on stage. The whole room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. Mark these words. No one will play a queen. Fortune favours the bold. Freddie, concerning your private life. What more do you need to know? I make music. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. What's the lyric? There you have it. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. The trailer was pretty badass. And I'm a big Queen fan, and I know Boo is. Mm -hmm. Eric, you're a big Queen fan as well. Absolutely, man. And Les, I'm sure, loves... uh, He does like Queen. Ralph, what's your take on this? What's your take on Queen, Um, first of all? I mean, I like Queen. Yeah. And what would you think about the trailer? Uh, It was good. I I liked it a little more than the, uh, the first one. First one looked a little kind of generic biopic, and this one looks a little more uh, interesting. Yeah, this one looks like it dives into Freddie Mercury's life a little bit more than the first one showed. And Rami yeah. Malek has pretty much become Freddie Mercury, it looks like. Yeah, I was I was bummed when uh, – because originally this movie was going to have Sasha Baron Cohen yes. as Freddie Mercury. Yes, that's right. He He took off on it. Yeah, I was really excited about that. I thought that was really inspired casting. Um, yeah, that would have been cool. And I, I had only just about a week ago started watching Mr. Robot. Oh. So I didn't really have a frame of reference for Remy Malik until I want to say like nine, ten days ago. Right. What's your take on Mr. Robot? I'm only four, five episodes in. It feels a little greatest hits of the late 90s. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna feel even more like that a little bit later. You're gonna you're gonna feel like you're watching Fight Club. Yeah, the first episode is Fight Club. Yeah, it's just Fight Club. The only difference is instead of like blowing up the credit card building, they want to take down the credit card company by hacking. But otherwise, it's the same. Like that guy is definitely his alternate personality or whatever. And there's like a Marla Singer character. Mm-hmm. It's just like the whole thing. The thing they're trying to accomplish. All of it is. Fight Club. Yeah. And And then once you get into the Swiss guy or Swedish guy or whatever, who's like his adversary, it becomes very American psycho. And it's just sort of like hitting all the stuff that guys my age watched in high school. Yeah. And that's why I think I liked it so much because it made me reminded me of all the David Fincher films pretty much. They don't hide the fact that they're pretty much just ripping off David Fincher and all the films from the 90s. Like you said, they are they're going for it. But the storyline's pretty good. And Remy Malek's great in it. I, I do find it a little bit. This is just getting. You know, we don't need to get too deep into this. I find it a little problematic when they treat uh, autism like it's a superpower. Yeah, true. But on the whole, I like the show. I think he's good. I think he's going to be real good in this. Like he, as you said, he he looks like he's just becoming Freddie Mercury. 
He's the dead ringer right now. And he sounds like him too. Yeah, can't wait for this one. Hopefully we're not disappointed. That's I'm really worried about going in. I think it's a Brian Singer film. Oh, yeah, reaction. That's a little nerve-wracking, yeah. Right. Yeah, but uh, the one only shining light is the soundtrack is going to be amazing. Yeah, it has no choice. The yeah, soundtrack's going to be great. Oh, why? Who's, just who's on the soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> they, got a queen, they got a queen cover band, by the way. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh, neat. That would actually be cool. Eric plays in a very cool, badass 80s rock cover band. He's a guitarist. Do you guys do Queen songs, Eric? Actually, no, we don't. We've tossed around the idea of doing, a, doing Bohemian Rhapsody because we oh, have shit. the vocals to pull it off. But we would have to our, – our singer's going to toy with like trying to get to where he can play it on piano. But we'd have to start dragging a keyboard out because I really don't want us to start using a track for that. But uh, it would be cool. Now, a friend of mine who who plays with a he tours with an act and he's actually playing guitar in a big Queen tribute thing. They like the one that did Red Rocks a, a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. he's heading to Australia and stuff to do it. And then the Symphonic Queen thing, and I mean he he went all out. His he uses this amp modeler and just crushes that Brian May tone. So he got I don't think it's the I guess it's the Brian May guitars version of the the Brian May guitar, and he actually got some. Uh, you know, Brian May doesn't use a pick. Oh, he doesn't he use uses, a pick. No, he uses a coin. Oh, and okay. So, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, that's yeah. cool. And, and so Angus actually, you know, had to have some British currency that is purchased. To, I had no idea so that he can be legit yeah, to try to get awesome. the the attack just exactly the same. It's really neat, man. Very cool. That's yeah, dedication. Queen is one of those bands, you know, from a musician standpoint where there's so much going on, like just listening to that trailer and mind you, when those aren't like the original album mixes of those things you hear, but the stereo spread on it, you can really pick it out. The, the production, all the tracking, just the, the majesty of it. It's was so ahead of its time and even still is like sets this bar really high. Just the the combination of parts in and of itself is is a songwriting masterpiece. Much less the song itself. It's God, it's killer. Yeah, they're they're really symphonic. I remember as a kid listening to them on earphones, and you just tripped out. It was it was crazy. And what sucked is when you had a system that one of the earphones didn't work on the left, or your car stereo didn't work on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you lose you can only shit. Hear half the shit. Yeah. yeah, we have that at the. At the bakery, there's a uh, the, the would however the speaker system in there is is set up is all fakakt because all of the right channel is in the baking room and all the left channels in the decorating <laughs> room. <laughs> and anytime the song comes on, or like any Beatles stuff, because they were real heavy into yes. like you know splitting it that left yeah. right mix. And so was Zeppelin. Zeppelin was huge. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to a Zeppelin song like that. It's, yeah, it's all fucked up. Dude, original Van Halen. Oh, yeah, that's it's like that, too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, KTSL The Syphilis brings you Mr. Eric Struthers in his new segment, Strumming with Struthers. So, hey, real quick, a total sideline, but speaking about talking about stereo spread. So, like a lot of guitar players went through this phase where they wanted to use a stereo rig on stage. Right. Right. And. Which it's cool if you if you're far enough away from it, you can hear both speakers equally. 
But what they would do a lot of times is they'd want the crowd, if the if they were using a, a stereo PA, to where they wanted their amp, left side amp panned to the, the left and their right side amp panned hard to the right so that it would right. sound like that in the crowd. Well, here's the deal. When you use certain effects like uh, like chorus, which is what make, like gives you that real thick, shimmery sound. Um, I'm trying to think of a song that people would instantly know. But anytime you hear like clean electric guitar, there's chorus on it. Well, what that does is it works by detuning one side of the signal, like it actually puts it slightly flat. Okay. Well, when you run a chorus effect, you have one side that's completely wet and one side that's completely dry. And you run it in stereo and you would have all these guys who all the people on one side of the room would hear this guitar that sounded flat compared to everything else because they couldn't hear what was coming out of the other speaker. And uh, so, yeah, don't run stereo guitar rigs and expect it to be stereo in the house. That's I, the that's I'll the keep, lesson for the day. I'll keep that in mind, Eric. I will keep that in mind. I remember when I went and saw Pink Floyd in high school, they were, they were the first band to do surround sound in a uh, at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena and they they had speakers set up all in the back and front and sides and it was just it was crazy. Well, Sorry cool. man. I, That's all right. I told, no, that was totally. uh, our strumming with Struther section. <laughs> cool. Yeah, there you great. go. Does that does that segment have its own like little intro outro music or It sure does. This, uh, it sure oh, does. Cool. Nice. We have a synopsis for Glass M Night Shyamalan's sequel called to Unbreakable and to Split. And here is the synopsis. From Unbreakable, Bruce Willis returns as David Dunn, as does Samuel L. Jackson and Elijah Prince, or Price, known also as the pseudonym Mr. Glass. Joining from Split, James McAvoy reprising his role as Kevin Wendell Crumb and multiple identities who resided within him. And Ann Taylor-Joy as Casey Cook, the only captive to survive an encounter with the Beast. Following the conclusions of Split, Glass finds Dunn pursuing Crumb's superhuman figure of the Beast in a series of escalating encounters, while the shadowy presence of Price's, Price emerges as the orchestrator who holds secrets critical to both men. So there is a synopsis for Glass. We got a poster. The poster is actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And if it's anything like Split, I loved Split. I was ecstatic about how they waited to the very end <laughs> to show us that it's a fucking unbreakable sequel. And hopefully this is the rebound for M. Night. Did you get to watch Split, Ralph? You know, by the time Split had come out, uh, everyone had told me how, you know, like my friends who had seen it were like, oh, no, it's actually quite good. But by that time, Shyamalan had just like spent all his capital with me. Like I didn't have any interest in his movies anymore because so many of them lie south of the mediocrity line. Oh, so, yeah, he just went south so fast. I was right there with you. And, and the Split was it was entertaining. It was good. But then when you saw Bruce Willis pop out. Because Unbreakable is one of my favorite M. Night movies. I think it's really underrated. It's just a great movie. So when I saw him, I just, I couldn't believe it. And I, I think I said something out loud, and I normally don't talk in theaters like that. But people were looking at me like, what's the big deal? It's Bruce Willis. <laughs> but uh, it's been so long. Yeah. They're like, well, who gives a shit? It's Bruce Willis. Uh, and I'm like, uh, no, you guys don't understand. This is Unbreakable. And they're like, what's Unbreakable? All right, fuck off. Comic-Con's going on this weekend in San Diego. And I wonder if they're going to have a panel there. I haven't heard anything, but it's very – this Comic-Con this weekend is very, very Aquaman heavy. I mean, they are promoting Aquaman, and it's everywhere. Billboards, Jason Momoa's six-pack is all everywhere, everywhere in Gasland. Yeah. I know that I'm not the first person to say this, but uh, it is a bummer that Jason Momoa is playing Aquaman 
when there keep being rumbles about a Lobo movie because, oh. damn. Mm-hmm. He would have been a perfect Can Lobo. you think of a better person to play Lobo than Jason Momoa? And, and he does some Lobo kind of things as Aquaman. Yeah. Right? Like his like demeanor he's... and his vibe is, is just uh, Lobo enough. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, but maybe this is another. Is uh, there another person you can think of to be Lobo other than Momoa? Ron Perlman. No, Ron uh, Perlman. He's too old. Ah, he's Ron Perlman's old. He's, he's old. Man. Oh come on! If they, if they can fix uh, what's his name, Mark Hamill, make him look better. They can make anybody. They didn't make, they him, they look, make him look don't, better. Don't bring that up. Let's not start that whole <laughs> fight. About that? The, the way he, the way he, he no, no, hate, but people, listen, people. I'm not hating on Mark Hamill. I love him. He's one of my idols. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying he's aged like every human being should. Yeah. As they get older. I mean, they, what are they going to do? CG? If they do that, then that's different. All right. Well, yeah. yeah but 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 as right, wait. demeanor Lobo's and the way he talks active. and the way he sounds, I could see Ron Perlman. Nah, Lobo's a very active. Uh, I got this. Might be like way out of left field, but you, this 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 came to mind because you were talking about how everybody ages, and I was like, well, Will Smith doesn't. And I could potentially see Will Smith playing Lobo. Wow. He wouldn't be my first one to go to. But if you told me that he was playing him, I'd be like, yeah, all right. All right, I could see. Like, I would check it out. What do you think about that, Les? That is, wow. Damn, that's a stumper right there. Mm. I mean, I would see see it just to see what Will Smith would do. You want to get the crazy alt-right fanboys all? In a, in a, oh yeah, cast a black tizzy? lobo. Yeah. Oh, fucking send me some proud boys to tear apart. I love. <laughs> it's my favorite snack is fucking proud boys. Snack. I was on I was on Twitter today and I saw a I don't know if you saw this Eric I think you did I, I commented on this new Confederate flag sticker that has the rebel insignia of Star Wars in the middle of it. Yeah. And I said some stupid. I didn't. I mean, I I said some stuff about the stupid sticker and then I got people coming back at me like. So I said, ah, oh, fuck off. There's just some things Ooh. you can't waste your damn time with. Yeah. Send just... them my way. I will. There's it. There's 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 people there. cracking their knuckles going, time is all I got, baby. Let's time do this. Time is all I got. <laughs> just... Listen, I'll make time. I got a busy schedule, but I will fit them in. <laughs> there, I can't understand being so upset about like who somebody wants to bang or what imaginary friend they think runs the universe or what country they come from, what their lunch smells like, like crawl out of your own ass, pay attention to your own life. Because I guarantee if you're that upset about somebody else's color or, 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 or belief system that you're not paying enough attention to your own life and you are fucking something up, mind your own knitting. Because if you don't there are so many people like me who are willing to take you down. It is some real bullshit. Don't be one of the worst people in the world. Just be decent and let other people do their thing. Preach. Drop the mic. Nice. On that note, I would that gladly nice. see Will Smith play fucking Lobo. <laughs> After all That's that. About right. He's still yeah, thinking let's, about let's Will Smith, all by together, the way. Man. Let's Ralph, really... you're still thinking about Will Smith. He wasn't even just, listening to I heard you, Ralph. Let's really just bring it. Back to where, but Will Smith, like he's he's funny, he's tough, he's charismatic, he can do all the things that you need someone who's playing Lobo to do. Now, Ralph, you might not know this, but you're talking to a guy that was in a film with Will Smith. <laughs> I was shut I, the front door. I, I'm telling you, I was in the movie Seven Pounds, one of his worst financial <laughs> flops in history. After, I wonder. I wonder why. Yeah. This. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, wow, everybody's coming. Did you think this movie? Everybody's coming. Take your damn take. 
my God, y'all taking some pieces out of the dudes. I know. I just said oh. I was in it. I, was, I didn't, you know, I wasn't his co-star in it or anything. I was just, uh, there was a that scene. 30 seconds you were in, it was just all it took, yeah. man. Yeah, there was a scene. It's sad that you did that to Will Smith. Seconds, I, I know. I, I think I started that whole trend because after that, he, he didn't make any good movies for a while. <laughs> I think I did it to him. But yeah, I was in there uh, for about 30, 40 seconds. Spent about eight hours with him, which was really cool. But yeah, it was a good experience. He's a super nice guy. Like, ridiculously nice. That's I, nice to hear. Yeah, he wasn't a dick or an ass or anything like that. Well, we have some Zombieland news. Now, Zombieland has become this cult classic. And I'm going to get shit for this right now. I've never seen Zombieland. Wait, I thought you have. No, never Woody seen Harrelson? Z- huh? It's the Woody Harrelson Yeah, one. Woody Harrelson and uh, Emma Stone and... The Hollywood Reporter reported that Zombieland 2 will please the fans who have been hoping for Zombieland sequel since the first one arrived. While the conversation hasn't really stopped in years since Zombieland's release, things escalated in the past few months. Rhett Reese and Paul Winnick recently teased that they were hoping the film would happen in the beginning of October 2019. Duo also expressed their interest in bringing back the original cast, which seems to have gone off swimmingly. It's just too bad that Bill Murray didn't survive the movie to reprise his role. No spoiler guess, alert. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess what I'm concerned about, like what I'm confused about is what, like what unfinished story do we have mm-hmm. left over? Like, I feel like Zombieland is like a real nice, complete meal. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You guys tell me, I haven't seen this. I, I've heard nothing but great things about well, it. Well, if, it, I mean, to refresh, I think they survive that initial wait. The, yeah. The, they get out of the amusement park and mm-hmm. they just go off into the sunset, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, then I guess that. That would just, I mean, I I get it. He's uh, Ralph's right. It's it is. It would just be a rehash. As, as awesome movie, as that yeah. movie was, mm-hmm. it, it really didn't need to do more. But I wouldn't be upset about it. No, like I I guess I would go see it. I just like you know like the all the every character in that movie had a journey to go on, and they they all they all had like their like this real nice complete arc and. All of those things also like coincided nicely with the plot arc of the movie. Like it wraps up nicely. Like I, I'm not against it. I just it feels superfluous. Hmm. There's no need for it. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw that they were that they were thinking about doing this, the first thing I thought of was why. It's like doing uh, it, although a, a poor comparison, but it's also like doing uh, Zoolander two. Why? <laughs> Why? Although, although, what is it? Zombieland is a much better movie than Zoolander, but it's still within the same vein of why? Well, like, 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 like Dumb and Dumber too. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like why? But, but would you yeah, guys be I'm, okay I'm with you on all of this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you be okay if it was a different cast though? Yeah, because I, I would like a, I would like a, uh, like a prequel kind of thing. Like right, or just right, maybe with something going on at the same time somewhere else. Yeah, like, like a sidequel. Yeah, there we go. A sidequel. Whoa, a sidequel. Ooh, that's a new one. I like that. Hey, we got to trademark that on the right. right yeah, we'll, get, we'll give you a royalty. Ralph. Stamp, stamp that <laughs> sidequel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Split five ways. Yeah, <laughs> Struthers, you're here, dude. You're in this, dude. Struthers, how do you like this? Kenobi, a Star Wars sidequel. Dude, I'll take it. All right, I think <laughs> that's great. It really frees you up to do other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever exactly. the fuck you want. Well, this live action Star Wars, we're going back to Star Wars real quick. The live action Favreau might be a sidequel. Oh, I'd be into that. Yep. Might be a sidequel. Underworld sidequel. I want an all Muff Tech and Cabe series. Oh, that would be a cool sidequel. One of them's a little drunk bat in a dress. The other one's (laughs) some kind of spider teddy bear. Together, they're, I don't know, thieves? Whatever. John Favreau. 
Muff Tack and Cabe, a Star Wars series. <laughs> I'm there. I don't know. <laughs> Just take it. All right. Well, I think I need to go see Zombieland. That's the consensus here. Yeah, you should. It, it, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you'll probably enjoy it if you like stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I like in stuff. General, just general yeah. things. And I, I'm a huge Walking Dead guy for the first five seasons. Oh, yeah. but this is this is on the other other spectrum now. Uh, zombies. Okay. Of the zombie dumb, I guess, dude. This yeah. is it's like a zombie comedy kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Slow mo. Exactly. Okay. That's all I got to do. Slow motion. Dude. Slow motion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. Slow to motion that. and Twinkies. That's all you need to know. Yeah, this is a little like if Shaun of the Dead and Kingsman had a baby. Yes, oh, very that's good. great. Very I've good. never thought of it that way. I love way. that. I yes. love oh, that's exactly Damn. on the nose. Bingo. Yeah. Talk about being disappointed. That second Kingsman. Oh. I like Golden Circle. Ah, I didn't, didn't compared to the first you one. You like Circle Jerk too, though. We all do. Whoa. Not the band. But I thought we were all. All right, we're moving circle. on. Whoa, all right. Doing it's just that. friends helping friends. That's what I thought. <laughs> friends helping yeah. friends. That's what I thought. I like Ralph. Ralph. You guys um, have you guys do this begrudgingly? <laughs> <laughs> or not at all. Damn. <laughs> you got a really sweet a deal for me to do it. That's why. It's just like, you know, I'll do it. But. We record uh, the podcast God, together. You might as like, well do everything else. Mm. No. So I'm sorry. Being Whoa. the grudgy guy at the circle jerk is like being the guy who brings a bag of chips to the potluck dinner. Like that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> Oh, brings cheese it's I, I made crepes Suzette and you brought a bag of Tostitos. You didn't even bring dip. No, and he dumps it in the bowl and he goes, Here you go, guys. Yeah, you motherfucker. Yeah, no, no, no. He asked for a bowl. He's you like, got a bowl I can put these in? Do you guys got a bowl? Yeah. Center it up what? on the table, he just centers it. You motherfucker. Are you kidding me? You bring your own fucking bowl? You serious? If nobody's no open this. If nobody's open this bag when it's time to leave, I'm taking it back home with oh. me. Oh. That's, That's right, too. That's exactly what they do. What man. the fuck? Oh, he makes a big ass plate for himself too. You guys got tin foil saran wrap so I can take this wow. home. Oh wait, nobody opened like, the I, bag. Oh, cool. Just yeah. out. I, I wouldn't normally. It's just these are those late July chips, and they're like they're really you know they're like a little more expensive. So I'm just like it's, it's the hint of cilantro and lime ones. Like that's oh, the worst. You guys get the, it. The worst is when they bring the 99 cent store chips, which is like the fake of barbecue. Yeah, it's like, that's where you hit the face with that bag, dude. Just throw that shit right. Stale ass him, fucking. It's like I brought Doritos. No, motherfucker, those are Bravos. I know what you're <laughs> Bravos. <doing. laughs> Let's talk Stranger Things three. We have an update. David Harbor sat down with Deadline, and this is what he Hellboy himself. That's right. If oh, you're... fuck me running. David Harbour would be a good Lobo. David Harbour would be a good Lobo. And I, be, I initially Ron thought Pullman, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be taking over his role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see He's that. doing it with uh, Hellboy. If you're a – this is what he had to say about season three. If you're a fan of Stranger Things and you really want to know, I would go look at the great films that were released in 1985 and which there are many and just go down the list and think about the possibilities that we could be going with. I think it's a specific season – to 1985 and so you'll see references to that so i was thinking about the movies in 1985 i did some research and listen to these ones the breakfast club back to the future the goonies and ron howard's classic cocoon so this is where we're headed you didn't like cocoon you said no i do i do like i know i love i love cocoon movie that was a great movie so do we get elements of i mean it's already pretty much the show right 
Yeah, but you got the group of kids, so that's yep. like the Goonies slash Breakfast Club kind of. You know, they're the the losers or whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Uh, the time travel would be sick though. Added yeah. some kind of time jumps, maybe some and time travels and shit. Maybe some old dudes feeling young. Maybe Wilfred Brimley talking about how he's got a boner. We'll never be sick. We won't get any older, and we won't ever die. You know. It's well, very possible. I know so, we're that's out there with that rejuvenation. Yeah. Rejuvenation. What, what do you think about Stranger Things, Ralph? Are you a fan of Stranger Things? I like Stranger Things. Stranger, I see, I, I like it when things end rather than keep being drawn out. So, like, I thought Stranger Things season two was okay. Not as good as the first. Uh, no, it's it's. I mean, it's not. It's still like I, I had fun watching it, but like I would have loved it if Stranger Things was more of like an anthology show where like the second season was about different characters or some other weird thing. Because again, it was another time when I felt like they they had made this really nice sort of contained story that was really fun, and I don't think it ever sort of reaches the heights of the first season again. And I'm worried about sort of the law of diminishing returns, you know, where like each time these kids are going to get older. And it's going to be less of, you know, like the second season has a lot less of all of them together being those fun kids. Like you get those great stuff with like Dustin and Steve Harrington. Like that's, I think, the highlight of that season for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. And the only great thing about it is they're going to progress with them with age. So it looks like they're going to be in high school on this one. At least that's good. They're not going to pretend that they're younger than they are. And there was a really cool uh, commercial that came out for Stranger Things for a mall. Earth, America, Indiana. Hawkins, a growing patriotic community and a shining example of the American dream. Today, Hawkins is taking another step into the future with the brand new Star Court Mall. Families, friends, and of course, teenagers can come together to shop, hang out, dine, and enjoy with retail options for every member of the family, including The Gap, Walden Books, and Sam Goody. Starcourt Mall has it all. And don't forget, a state-of-the-art food court is just an escalator right away. Featuring America's favorite place to cool down, Scoops Ahoy Ice Cream Shop. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall is one of the finest shopping facilities in America and beyond. So come on down. And remember, Starcourt Mall has it all. Starcourt is an all-American subsidiary of Starcourt Industries and International Enterprise. So this commercial that came out, it, it put me back to my junior high school days. It's about a mall that gets, um, that is opening up in their town and it shows all the old school stores. Sam Goody's in there. Hot dog on a stick (laughs) is in there. You got to watch it guys. Definitely take a look. It's pretty much where I hung out as a kid were were those type of malls. Malls just blew up back then. They were just exploding all over the country. All over. You could be guaranteed that you'd get out alive. Duffer Brothers, mm-hmm. they have their shit together. And I, I hope one day we can see the Duffer Brothers take on a Star Wars film. I would love that. A fun, old school feel Star Wars film. It could be a sidequel. I don't care. Do what you need to do. Sidequel. Sidequel. All right. Sidequel. Stanley Kubrick, one of the great directors of our time. A lost, unfinished script written by him. 
called Burning Secret has been found in Wales, and it is very close to completion that it may turn into a feature film. This is coming from The Guardian. The screenplay was found by Nathan Abrams, a professor of film at Bangor University in Wales, who says he came across it while doing research for his upcoming book about Kubrick's final film, Eyes Wide Shut. This is very interesting because Stanley Kubrick, in my opinion, a genius. And if we can get there, a really good director to take on, it would be very cool. Rick and Morty. Now, what is that? Is that a show? Is it, what, is it like a television show? Oh, like a cartoon, like, like gummy bears. I've seen cartoons. <laughs> kind of like gummy bears. Not as dark as the gummy bears, but it's, it's close. And it's pretty much based on the characters of Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd chimed in and he said, I don't follow it closely. He's like us, Ralph. But I've seen a few episodes <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, I think it's a lot of fun. I know it's some kind of parody on Doc and Marty, Lloyd told the Phoenix Times. Asked if you ever want to make a guest appearance as a voice. I'd like to do it, of course. It'll be really fun. I'd like I'm to take on the, the role of Rick's father. Hardest time imagining. And Christopher Lloyd is like well into his 80s at this point, right? Like he's quite elderly. He's got to be. He's got to be. I'm, I'm having great. the hardest time imagining Christopher Lloyd watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that people have talked to him about it. Rick and Morty shit, it's everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you see underwear, you see T-shirts. and I mean, they're, they're really huge. Dave, green lit. The show for the next five years. Yeah, it's unheard 70 of. Episodes. Yeah, 70 episodes. 70 episodes. That's how popular the show is. It's crazy. And it's on Cartoon Network, right? Yeah, Adult Swim on Cartoon Swim. Network. Yeah. yeah. I have to, I, this is my, this is going to be the running theme of this episode is me not liking the most recent version of anything. But uh, I loved, uh, like, I liked the first season of Rick and Morty. I loved the second season. And I feel like the third season was a bit fit. So you're a big second season guy. I am, yeah. The okay. same with the Venture Brothers. I feel like they, they were they were sort of exploring in the first season. In the second season, they just got what worked about that show. And by the third season, they were on top of the world. And they were like, let's do whatever we want. And then everyone was like, well, that's not very good, is it? Oh, don't do that. Yeah, you, you big yeah Venture the Venture Brothers, Brothers started please, to please dip, don't do that. dip into the later seasons. I agree. Yeah, the first like two seasons no. were great. Third season was good. And then after that, it's just like, oh, I'm not fighting. Yeah. Although the last season, most of season six wasn't bad. When they went to New York and it was all comic book hero stuff, like, oh, that was right. awesome. That improved. I thought, I thought it sort of picked up again. So maybe we have, like, maybe we got three more seasons of Rick and Morty that aren't very good to sit through before it starts getting good again. Well, <laughs> I think that happens a lot. Uh, I know Archer went through that kind of a lull, yeah, too. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Like, the first two seasons were amazing. Archer's first two seasons were fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they were amazing. And then after that, it was like, oh, shit. What is this? Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah didn't got, Family got Guy that. go through that crap, too? Yep. Family Guy is always solid, man. I have uh, no problems with Family Guy. Yeah, they got canceled. They got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. And then it, got, it came back. And then, oh, it got canceled. Yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it had its, you know, they have their peaks and valleys, man. It's just. I just. The, the Family Guy, somehow, a show that came out when I was a young teenager, has been around for longer than I have. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> like The Simpsons. So this has been around yeah, for like 50 years. Yeah, they've they've managed to stick around. I, the thing about Family Guy is I can't believe they get away with the shit that they do on network television. I, I still to this day when I see some of the episodes some on fucked Fox, up shit. Oh, well, there's some fucked up shit on I, that show. The thing about the Venture it, Brothers yeah. for me is I can't believe it's not bigger than it is. Well, I mean, part of I think part of the problem is that it takes two years between seasons for them to make the That's Venture right. Brothers. Yeah, mm. you are correct. Oh, yeah. like that show started in 2004 and they're only on season seven and it's 2018. Oh 
He's like, right. It's like Game right. of Thrones. <laughs> just a smaller Except for they're not traveling to fucking New Zealand. Yeah, and, and blowing up a huge field. But you know what? It, it, it is in that vein of Rick and Morty. I mean, if we're going to stay on this tangent of... Uh, uh, of Game of Thrones? No, of p- playing that parody kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. it parodies the... Uh, was it like Hanna-Barbera? Um, like Rick oh, yeah. It's Johnny a lot Quest, of this. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Herculoids. Oh, yeah. And, you Herculoids. Know, like all that old school, like... The Snagglepuss Power Space it? Ghost and no like I love Snagglepuss like the superhero stuff it was all right whatever pretty cool man all right speaking of Christopher Lloyd and his non-watching of Rick and Morty and acting like he wants to be in it when he really doesn't know what it is the Phoenix Time also asked him about the future of Back to the Future Four and I almost threw up in my mouth because I don't think they should do it and this no they he, shouldn't no they shouldn't this is what he said well I think it's a matter. Uh, first of all, it's important if Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale are excited about doing another episode of Back to the Future. I think really the most important thing is they can come up with the right idea. I think that's the challenge is to come up with something that's really good and original. I think if they wanted to do another Back to the Future animated series like they did back in the, the you know, back in the day when that happened, because that wasn't, you know, I don't remember it well enough to say whether or not it was good or bad. But if they wanted to do like a straight up Back to the Future animated series again. I'd be on board for that and bring everybody back. Bring Michael J. Fox, bring Christopher Lloyd. Do it. I'm there for it. I don't want to see another Back to the Future movie. Yeah, me either. Well, it's very rare that you bring something back after several decades and do a sequel that it's any good. I think the only one I can think of when that worked was Mad Max. Nice. Well, that's very true. Yeah. And, and that but was they had to re- You're talking and, about Fury Road, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was with, Oh yeah. And that was without the original character. Well, that was so. Yeah, because uh Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's. Yes. Uh, yes, he yeah, has Parkinson's. He kind of tough to he kind of can't be in the show. He tried to do that that one what wasn't a sitcom, but that one like news show. Spin City was Spin City. Yeah, yeah. he did Spin City for about 3 or 4 seasons. Yeah, and, 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 and he, he was actually progressed. pretty good, but yeah. it was kind of like you, you know, you're counting your time and like how long is this guy going to do this for? Yeah, I agree. I liked Spin City. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good show. All right. Now, we have a voicemail from King Tom. And this time, I don't think it's Princess Hope sending us this voicemail. I think it is actually King Tom. So it's a big Aww. disappointment. Just kidding, King Tom. We love you. And we appreciate when you guys, when you sent a voicemail as well. So let's dive in to see what King Tom has to say to us. Hey there, Sith listeners. Except for Boo. It's King Tom. So I have my phone back, and my feelings about Ant-Man and the Wasp were pretty much along the lines of what you guys thought. I thought it was a funny movie, good movie, told a, a good story about family. The car chase, I, I don't know, I'm, I need to see it again, but I might have liked it better than the one in Black Panther. And that uh, that mid-end credit scene, I knew, you know, thinking about it instinctually, yeah, they have to, to tie in Infinity War. But when they came out of the quantum realm and they just showed the dust and the wind, that after the tone of the movie, that hit me like a ton of bricks slapping me in the face. Uh, yeah, so I liked it a lot. And now that the question that's been on my mind pretty much since I got out of the theater and I wanted to ask you guys, when do you think we'll see something of what's next? I mean, Captain Marvel is coming out in March. And looking back at past Marvel stuff last year, you know, we had – uh, Black Panther come out in February and by this point last year we had already had a teaser trailer for it. it, it they first showed it in June and you know Comic-Con is this weekend last year at Comic-Con they showed a con only preview of Infinity War I and mean, yeah it was on you know very 
bad versions of it were up on YouTube. But, you know, Marvel's not going to Comic-Con for the MCU this year. So when do you think we'll see something from Captain Marvel outside of leaked promo art? Do you think they're going to give it a few more weeks after Ant-Man's been released and then we'll see something? Or do you think we'll have to wait until October or November? I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to Anyway, thank you. I hope you are all doing well, except for Boo. And, okay, fine, I'll be nice. Boo, too. Talk to you guys later. Oh, I know what this is about. This is about Boo's throwing the F-bomb after <laughs> Hope. I was wondering, I was like, Boo's sitting right next to me. Why wouldn't Boo be here? He's only missed one out of 100. And he didn't miss it. He was actually here. Yeah, somewhere else, yeah. But that's why, because you cussed. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, go. Princess Hope. My Princess bad. Hope, you should next. If you ever do see Boo, you should slap him. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Don't slap Boo. The princess doesn't do her own dirty work, man. Yeah, you you get somebody have to do that. Have King Tom. That's have your right. papa. Have your papa no. slap. <laughs> what is this, what is his twenty lashings in the public square? Is that yes, what? exactly. Do, 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 do I need a re- do I need to request a trial by combat? No, do I need to walk, just walk naked. naked from the yeah, set well, to I throw the lettuce at you? I'll take um, I'll take a trial by combat. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Let's you not yeah, let's not punish other people, man. Let's just get you. Just <laughs> 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 some, let me get a let me get one of the Clegane brothers, and I'll be all right. Yeah. You want to take a? I know Eric. I don't think you were on with us last week when we heard King Tom's voicemail. It was, no, but it was super cute, man. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was, was fantastic, right? Yes, sir. What do you think about this question? Um, Unless I know Marvel's not going to be at Comic Con this year, and that's a big well. MCU, well, Marvel Cinematic because they MCU got a lot of comic there. book stuff yeah. to, to announce. Right. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's going to be X Men Black, which is a team led by Magneto. Ooh, um, cool. It's kind of like the Armani Black. Uh, I guess so. Magneto yeah, Cologne. They're just going to drive. Not a that I use cologne, German guys, cars around. And evidently, their... people think I do. I use a lot of cologne, and I don't use. Any you use jupe, right? I don't use. You're anything. a jupe man. I have, aren't you Persian juice is what we call it <laughs> so what so uh, I don't you know what I really don't have an answer for that I mean I guess we would just have to wait till October and then that's Captain Marvel yes and that's going to be very telling here's a crazy thing King Tom I saw that Tom Holland I think screwed the pooch and he was doing an interview and he was talking about another character I don't know who he was talking about but he said yeah my dialogue it wasn't crazy intense like his was. He was talking quantum realm the entire time. And he had to know about physics and all kinds of stuff. But it was all about the quantum realm, quantum realm, quantum realm. And then I think he realized he fucked up because he's talking about next Avengers film. Which is, that would be Ant-Man talking, right? I don't, I don't know who he was talking about. See, but with what Tom Holland does, I I think half of it, what he does, maybe most of it, is on purpose or bullshit. Yeah, because there's no way that you can fuck up that much that consistently. I think I I think it's just like a it it is a nice PR campaign. He's a young kid. He's really excited. He's the future of the MCU. Well, he's a great dancer, technically. Uh, yeah. So so it's just it's just like a nice thing where if somebody else were to do it, it'd be just kind of. BS. You know, like well, no, if, I, I think you have a point because I think Ruffalo does that. On, I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, I think yeah, Marvel but, keeps such a good lid on things mm-hmm. that Ruffalo and Holland are like, well, we'll just I sabotage can see Holland this doing shit. it on purpose. Like, just sabotage I can't it. See Ruffalo because but Ruffalo saying, does so many little indie films. But saying that like I don't the think he remembers <laughs> to shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I think they're doing the maybe on purpose, not on purpose kind of yeah. thing. 
you know, like let's let's sabotage this thing. Uh, but as far as what we just may get, you know, as far as like new content, new movies, new characters being announced, I, I, I mean, we may have to wait just for Captain Marvel to come. I think this was done deliberately too, if you think about it. When you watch Infinity War, and yes, Infinity War is the focal point at this at this time. Mm-hmm. At the end of that movie, all hope is lost. You see that trailer. You see, I mean, you see the post credit scene, and you see Captain Marvel as the beacon, and you go, "Oh shit!" And that's just like, what a way to just break it off mm-hmm. and leave it there, and just you know, just just throw something on the table and say, "Okay, stare at that for a while." Yeah. While we bring the next, set up the next course, and Ant Man and the Wasp is just another bridge, and. If we end up seeing something, like I said, it may just be until October. See, see, but it's it's like with what King Tom said, seeing that that after credit scene where you see everybody else getting dusted. It's been a couple months, and that shit still hurt a yeah. lot. Yes. So I think a good solid break of not seeing anybody get uh, any more people get dusted and having a, you know a, a completely different timeline where you know nobody's going to get dusted at the end of this or you're never going to see it you're not going to see it for a little while i'm okay with that because that shit still fucking hurts where i'm just like it was rough yeah so so if i don't see if i don't see a connection to thanos directly or something like that or the gauntlet or or i know you know what the snap is you know in in, during the 80s or anything like that i'm completely okay with that all right well king tom appreciate the voicemail Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't from prince's hope but we do have an email that kind yeah, of ties into this. What the fuck is up this. with that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm What's kidding. that? <laughs> what did he say? I knew you were going to drop an F-bomb again. <laughs> no. I was you, waiting you for it. You said, where, you know, where, where's Princess Hope? I was like, yeah, what, what the fuck is up with that? Uh, that's fucked. Here we go. Uh, oh, this is going to be funny, Boo. And, and Eric, this is to you, too. This, we have an email from OG Rob. Hello, Sithless. I was going to offer my thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp. However, King Tom's daughter, which would make her Princess Hope, summed it up perfectly. Looks like you added another great contributor to the podcast. We did. We want more Prince's Hope. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Boo, you'll be happy to know my mom got to hear you drop the F-bomb while I was listening to episode 98 at my parents' house. Awesome. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> Any suggestions on shows to watch as I go through Westworld withdrawals? I'm telling you, if you, can, if you have Hulu, Handmaid's Tale, it's fantastic. And if you haven't seen the first season of True Detective, Fantastic. Oh, but OG Rob is all over HBO and True Detective. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah, he's knocked that clean out. But Handmaid's Tale, if you can somehow watch that, definitely do it. A question for Strumming with Struthers. What are your thoughts on Mark Knopfler? Knopfler. And he is the guitarist for Dire Straits. Dire Straits. Dire Straits. Also lead vocalist and primary songwriter. There you go. So I think he has some thoughts. So, So thoughts on Mark Knopfler. As one of the greatest players, I don't. One of the great players. Was one of the great players. I don't think you guys discussed the 2018 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction this year. So I wanted to give this very underrated man his due. Making movies is in my top. Making movies is in my top 20 albums of all time, and the guitar solo on Tunnel of Love is one of my favorites. Thoughts. Keep up the great work, OG Rob. Ooh, that's right. They were inducted this year to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Dire Straits. And I know um, he is a fantastic guitarist, but I will let Strumming with Struthers do his thing. I think Mark Knopfler's great, man. You know, what first attracted me to his style of playing is uh, obviously the riff for Money 
for nothing because that was in MTV's heyday back when the M stood for music and hmm. and that video was in pretty heavy rotation. And, you know, to me, I thought it just sounded so badass hard rock. And, you know, now I realize that he's just got all these like bluesy jazz blues overtones to his playing. And even that riff is reminiscent of that. Something that's pretty notable about his playing style is that he doesn't use a pick. He uses his fingers. And so when you hear that riff, he's plucking the strings in a manner that sort of like if you listen to uh, Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple, you know, when you hear people play that, dun, 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 what he's, he's not strumming that, he's grabbing the two strings that are next to each other with his thumb on the, the lower pitch of the string and the, his uh, index finger on the higher pitch of the string, and he, like, pinches them together and pops them pops them loose so it, it sounds more like a piano attack because that means both the notes happen exactly simultaneously as opposed to a, a pick dragging through them even though that should be so fast you couldn't tell you can tell it sounds different to the human ear but his just his approach to playing in general like it's sultan's a swing to me is one of like it's a little bit generic of a pick i know it's on every classic rock radio station around but the construction of it's fantastic. His his chord choices and his chord voicing choices are really cool. And the melodic outlines of the of that chord progression, even with the little thing, it's like uh, da 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 that end chord inversion that happens after that, and uh, the guitar solo in that is really tasty too. It's that, just the is, you're talking about salt and swing. Yeah, y'all, it's it's crazy. And you, yeah, you can t- I, and it sounds like it's his fingers on that one. It is, yeah. That's yeah. all he does, as far as I know. So and does Lindsey Buckingham, he, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Now, when Mark Knopfler plays that solo, it's the phrasing of it. It's it like physically, it's not hard to play, as far as can I make my hands perform this? But getting the meter right, getting the rhythm right, is tough. And there's some really excellent quarter note triplets in there too. There it is. So, there it is. We're back to the quarter note triplet. We should do a shirt that says strumming with Struthers, the quarter note triplet. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. And it, the, the chord progression to that is, is really neat too, because it's, it's in D minor. And, but then you've got an A major in there. All right. Then. All right. Well, Rob, thank you. Thank you. I just killed that whole response. But I appreciate uh, Eric. He just went deep, by the way. Not deep purple. But he did go deep purple. But he went deeper he than did that. did mention deep purple. He went deeper than that. Uh, OG Rob, love the new nickname. And we're going to keep it. Yeah. It's fantastic. All right. All right. A couple more things before we let Ralph go, because I know he's on the East Coast and it's getting late over there. We talked about Aquaman. Everybody is trying to compare this thing, the underwater version of Star Wars. It's being sold as that. Ooh. Yeah, and everybody has been talking about that. And there's been some comparisons to some of the characters, like the Gungans. They have a character that looks just like a Gungan. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Do you think, do you think they're going to give him Unabongo? <laughs> <laughs> Me's not thinking so. Me's not thinking. <laughs> Me's not thinking no fucking way. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right oh, now. <laughs> this is what this is what uh, Jason Momoa said. Actually, this is what James James Wan said. This yes, nope, sorry, Jason Momoa said it. It's got the Star Wars quality of a, of gigantic ships and guys riding sharks. I don't even remember anybody riding a shark in Star Wars, but no. okay, it's going to Clone be- Wars. Yeah, oh. I think a guy rides a flying whale, flying whale. on the David yeah. Bowie rain planet. That's whale right. shark, man, whale shark. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Just roll with it. Keep going. It's going to be <laughs> this whole world you've never seen before. Leading man Jason Momoa told us. He told ComicBook.com in November. It, Momoa's comments echoed a description shared by Power Ranger star Louis Ludi Lin, who plays Merc in Aquaman, described his vision as the Star Wars underwater because it is. Is that always the go-to? Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't I'm it be? Okay. I think people are going to dig Aquaman. I have this weird feeling that this is going to be kind of like the Wonder Woman version, and people are going to like I'm, – I'm telling you, it doesn't look great, but I I think this is going to be good. It's well, going to be very I'm, hard. I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to get tweets. I'm going to get DMs. Nah, I think you, I, I'll back be you up because if you, you introduce another world – it you helps. know, like like Thor, you in, they introduced Asgard. When Wonder Woman, you saw Themyscira. You know, you introduced this like world we don't see. Black Panther, you know, we go right into Wakanda. You know, like you fly right in the overhead shots, all that stuff. Right. So yeah, going underwater and getting the Kingdom of Atlantis is probably going to be a very big hook. I did that on purpose too. Uh, you said you know on what? purpose. Yeah, I like it. I um, I'm gonna back you up too because I like to arbitrarily go all in on things sometimes. When I even when I got no skin in it, like it just you say, yeah, thank me you. too. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I appreciate you guys backing me up. And when it sucks, we'll, gonna, we'll take a bite of the shit. No, no, sandwich. I'm just gonna edit it out of the previous. Oh, that's funny. Jesus. See, no, but 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 they there's five months before this movie comes out. We've barely gotten a poster. Barely gotten some. We're getting a trailer this on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, but there are five months. Talk about shitty marketing. They better if it is going to be a good movie and people are going to be interested in it. They need to fucking do it now. Nah, you know I don't think it's fine. Yeah, yeah they don't want to wind up like Solo. Exactly. Yeah, well, I, but here's the difference. Here's the difference between Solo and this. They have been marketing this because he has been in the films, mm. so they've been marketing him. You've seen him. You've seen him in action. You've seen him talking. Yeah, and we've known for since yeah. Justice League that Aquaman is coming. You've we've known since, since Batman. You've known since Batman. Are you guys actually Superman? vouching for Warner Brothers and DC's uh, business plans? No. I'm not are saying you? that no. they are, did this. Are we doing that right now? I'm not saying they has did the this whim, with a clear has conscience. The gone, gotten to you guys no, that no, no, much? No, no, good God. No. Come on. But here's a good segue. Here's a great segue. The last thing we're going to talk about before Ralph plays the flash round is I want to know. You hear fist pumping? What? And by the way, who's fist pumping? Um, I want to know what Ralph thinks about this Joker origin film. That they're only going to spoil. Well, let me tell you what Kevin Smith said about this first, because he's defending this thing, and he's saying, "I think what they're doing is smart. This is a cheap movie. It's fifty-five million dollars. I didn't know that. I didn't know their budget's only fifty-five. They're not spending fifty-five million dollars for a comic book property." That's very inexpensive. They're going Logan model, which is keep it low budget and make it more adult. They're experimenting. You got to applaud them for this. Everyone's always shitting on Warner Brothers. Boo. Huh. And me. I'm sh- I shit on them too. You're f- you're fucking up the movies. And like this is something that we're trying this new a new direction where they're like, look, obviously they extend the universe stuff. We're having problems with. How about we just go back to the old way, which is we what we used to do. We'll just fucking take the material, give it to a director, and say fucking go. And we don't worry about fan base connecting the movies. That last sentence was beautiful. Yes. That is the shit. This is a pretty much an indie film. 55 fucking million dollars. 
Yes, yeah, that's chump change. And Scorsese's involved. Mm-hmm. And Todd Phillips mm-hmm. and Joaquin Phoenix. Ralph, what do you say about this origin film? Do not make this movie. <laughs> Even after all that. Okay, okay. No, what, Look, I don't care what Kevin Smith has to say about anything. I haven't cared about what Kevin Smith has to say for like 18 years since now. Rats? Yeah, I would say since Mallrats. That's, that's pretty fair. I like Mallrats. Okay. Kevin Smith is not like the luminary that we should all be looking to. Right. His his track record. And look, I'm not either for that matter. But there's no one has ever said, yeah, I like the Joker. But, you know, it would be great. What if we take all the mystery out of this character? What if we really just break him down and make him ordinary and know what makes him tick? Because that worked great for Darth Vader. That it worked good for Boba Fett, too, in the second Darth Vader movie. So let's do that to the Joker, too. This is dumb. Take the Joker aspect out of it, just for a second. You don't think this could be a decent movie just with the talent that they're surrounding this with? I mean, yeah. Look, like I've said this earlier in this episode. Anything can work. I think it's a mistake, especially when you've got a lot of fun stuff that they haven't explored, like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Like, go fucking get get goofy with it. Get weird. Mm-hmm. Do something fun. I don't want to see a Joker origin movie. All right. Point taken. Well said. Well said, Ralph. You ready? But, to- I mean, look, that's it, it could of course it could work. The people who are working on it are incredibly talented. Uh there's like, you know, the, there are two sides to this. But uh if you were to ask me where I was going to put my money on on this, I I'd, I'd put it on this being no good and a mistake. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll see. We'll see. You're, uh, is this something you would go see in the movie theater? I mean, I haven't seen any of the new DC movies since Man of Steel, so no. You, you haven't even seen Wonder Woman. You're just like Eric. Oh no, that's a lie. I saw Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is very okay. Okay, <laughs> very okay. It's I like uh, it's above average. I like Wonder Woman up until the third act, where it kind of. Why does David Thewlis just tell her that he's the bad guy for no reason? Yeah, like, I tricked you the whole time. I was the bad guy, and you never found out. Well, why are you telling me now? <laughs> mm, no, let's just fight. <laughs> let's fight in the dark. Yeah. So the CGI doesn't look as bad. That that bothered me, too, because she's such... She's a fun character. She's really good in that movie. But what we mostly see her doing is, like, being naive and fighting. And if instead of him just revealing himself to her at the end, she solved that puzzle, that would have made her the whole package. Yeah. Because then it would have been like, oh, no, you learned all the things that you like. You learned the lesson from all the things you went through. You learned to like see through the trickery and deceit and whatever of man's world. And now, you know, all this stuff about the ways of war. And ah, you solved it. Not he was like, mm-hmm, it was me the whole time. I'll twiddle my mustache. <laughs> he did have a strong mustache. though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's I I feel like they kind of took that from her as the hero of that movie. It was a little bit of a bummer, but mostly I liked it. I didn't, I didn't buy him as the evil guy either. Not not fully. Okay, you ready to play the flash round? I am not. Let's do it. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Solo or Rogue One? Oh. Shit. Quickly. Battle for Endor. <laughs> you can't go battle for Endor. 
Oh, now there are rules now? Yeah, there's rules. You got to pick rules. one or the other. <sighs> and there's one question here that's going to be a make First break. half of Solo, uh, second half of Rogue One. Oh, that'd be a good film if you put that together. Tupac or Biggie? Yeah, shit, Biggie. Of course. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah of course. Clone Wars, Come on. Clone Wars or Rebels? Ooh, Clone Wars. Han or Luke? These are hard ones, I know. God, you guys are fucking merciless. Uh, <laughs> Empire Luke. <laughs> I love how you have specifics. Yeah. Ah, fuck, Empire Luke, New Hope on. Okay. Iron Man or Captain America? <sighs> Captain America. Thor or Hulk? Oh, 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 God. I love Chris Hemsworth so much, but the Hulk is what got me into Marvel Comics, so Hulk nice. all the way. Ugh, these guys love you. Very They're nice. Hulk guys. Kirk or Spock? Q. He the, said Q. He said Q. Yeah, I, I would like say that. I would say Q too. I'll let you pass with that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, it's Kirk. It's Kirk. It is Kirk. Kirk. Even if I hate William Shatner, I love Kirk. Kirk is the shit. He is really cool. Uh, this is my most important question: Beyonce or Rihanna? Tread lightly. Oh, I don't care. I know you got to pick one of them. Just pick the right <sighs> one. Pick the right one, Ralph. Pick the right one. <laughs> Oh, he said Beyonce. Right on. Jason Bourne or Ethan Hunt? (laughs) Jason Bourne or Ethan Hunt? Really? I've never Uh, asked this one. Jason Bourne. Okay. Okay, Jason Bourne or John Wick? Oh, John Wick. Oh, nice. Favorite video game of all time? Of all time? Of all time. Wind Waker. Nice. Okay. Favorite band? Pixies. Oh, good pick. Nice. Nice. They're playing, actually, over here with Weezer. Very soon. Yeah. 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 I, I saw them. Ooh, I saw them. They might be giants and the B-52s all within a week of each other. My God. They might be giants. I have, That's I a name I haven't heard giants. in a long time. They had a song called Spider. Yeah. He is our hero. That's a great one. All right. First concert ever. Oh, this is embarrassing. It was the oh. Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, that is pretty bad. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Eric, yeah, no. Eric, Eric what was your Johnson. favorite? What was your first concert, Eric? Uh, my first concert was Bon Jovi with uh, Cinderella. And, oh, no, dude, this was 1987. And oh. it was it was right <laughs> like, uptown. Oh, okay. no, yeah, it was. And I was the kid who, it was me, one of my buddies, and like six girls from my eighth grade class. Oh, so, yeah, God. I was rolling large and in uh, charge. Geez. Nice. That's large and in charge. Bon Jovi, bon, Jovi, bon Jovi was my second concert, the Bad Medicine Tour. My first concert was Duran Duran. Seven in the Ragged Tiger Tour. Yeah. Uh, last question, sir. De Niro or Pacino? <sighs> my gut. My gut wants to go with De Niro. Well, we're going to go with And I'm going to. Yeah, there it is. We're, we're going to go with I was going to qualify that, and I thought about it for even a second longer. And uh, yeah, no, De Niro. Okay. Good choice. You have finished the flash run, and you did remarkably well, sir. I have to assume that I scored very high. You are in the top 1%. In the stating of your own opinions, you <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Well, buddy, thank you so much. We had a blast. This was a great time, man. Yeah, thank you for fun. staying up this that late. And thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Hey, guys, it. thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. 
Yes, thank you. And where can people see you, hear you, find you on Twitter and the internetscape, as they call it? You can, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CakeBossRalph. You can always catch me on uh, TLC's Cake Boss, and I may have been just shooting something that I can't talk about yet, Ooh, but okay. uh, Great. maybe I haven't. Ooh, sizzle, sizzle. I like it. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff out there. You always go over to Cake House at YouTube, uh, Cake House on YouTube, which is our in-house YouTube channel. As I said before, I check out my sculpting videos where I just make all the kinds of shit that I think is fun. Uh, donate to the International Rhino Foundation. They're going to go extinct. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes, please. And and subscribe, guys. Subscribe on that uh, the Cake Boss channel. It is fantastic. And, and check yeah. them out. Oh, and shoot. If you guys like listening to The Sith List, why don't you tell your friends about it? It doesn't cost you anything. Help them out. Don't that's, be a jerk. That's right. Just <laughs> fucking exactly. That's free, for God's sakes. Well, it's again, free. your friends are going to tell you they'll listen to it. Most of them won't. Maybe some of them will. But you got to take that chance. They're not going to know about it if you don't say something. Exactly. Like ten percent of our friends and family listen. That's about it. Sure, they do. No, wait, wait. What do you, you think you're too good to tell other people about the podcast that you listen to? We just we we had a conversation for your entertainment. We didn't want to talk to each other, but we did it. I want to be in bed. I'm tired. You're not going to tell your friends? That's right. And we had a question that said Jason Bourne or Ethan Hunt. That itself should be worthy of your listening. Mm-hmm. This, this fucking guy. Sorry, not not you. But like oh, no, this no, fucking guy who's listening to this thing. Not going to tell his friends about the show. Yeah, fuck you, guy. Hoarder. Yeah. You know hoarder. what? You don't listen hoarder. anymore. No. Yeah, I don't. Please we don't need your listening. one download. Actually, yeah, we, actually, we, we don't we want do. you at all. Yeah, yeah. We, all. we don't want you as a listener. But please, let your podcatcher still download the episode <laughs> yeah, each yeah, time. Right, right. Yeah, and please right. tell your friends. Like we don't want you, but tell your friends. Yeah, your friends are way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make up. Later. You're cool you too. I'm sorry we had this fight. Yeah, Look, exactly. I don't want to speak for the whole Sith list when I apologize for this, but like I know that I was way out of line. And <laughs> please keep listening. You please tell your friends. I can't believe we had you on this podcast. Now. <laughs> yeah. We might have to edit this whole thing out and just act like you weren't here. Ralph, you're the man. Thank you, you so are much, awesome, buddy. Dude. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, then, uh, I don't. I, I, that's that's it for me. <laughs> that's it for Ralph. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stick on. But, buddy, thank you again, man. We really really appreciate yeah, it. Every time. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'll yeah. uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thanks, Rad. Right. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks. Time for my famous catchphrase: Who wants chicken? I do. All right, this was a magnificent, tasty mm. slice of an episode. Hint, hint, hint. What am I saying hint for? <laughs> I'm giving a fucking, <laughs> a fucking Easter egg. Why, why are you winking at us? Yeah, too? I don't know why I'm winking at you. I'm having a stroke, I think. <laughs> thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Appreciate it. By the way, thank you to Suara for last episode. He came on and dropped it and killed it. So thank you, Suara. Yes. Saleh for coming on. Eric Struthers, where can people listen and find you? Check me out every week on my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, a malfunctioning Star Wars podcast. We had a really good episode this this past week. Some pretty good outtakes on the back end that, that uh, I considered putting up front. But uh, I didn't want first-time listeners of the show to be like, I'm good, I'm done, click. <laughs> got to save those for the uh, Patreon one day. Th- that's right. That's right. And uh, check me out on the Steel Wars podcast. Look for the Strathers Wars episodes where I interview a Patreon supporter of Steel's where we talk about uh, favorite moments from the Steel Wars podcast. I really miss Steel on now this podcasting this week. I thought he was going to be there. He couldn't, couldn't make it. It was like an empty chair. I kept looking that way and nobody was there. By the way, if you it are... Li- it if was you just do like listen- when Haas was there. <laughs> it was just like when Haas was there. <laughs>
but it, I wasn't. It wasn't an empty chair. He was just staring in my eyes, very sensually. Very sensually. By the way, if you listen to now this is podcasting, there was some great Corey stories going on, and they were going to put that on the Patreon, but they decided not to. So you get a bonus of listening to Corey stories, deep old dark secrets of Corey stories, on the regular episode. Les Gonzalez, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at lessonmore 78 You know where else you can find him? You can find him in Vegas this week because we're going to our annual guys Vegas trip. I'm so scared. You should be. I'm, I'm, I'm shooketh. Sh- oh, God, you're shooketh. shooketh. Carlos Buarguello, there is going to be an event in San Diego, and you are going because yes. you're, you're going to be representing the Sith list. Absolutely. Can you let people know where you're going? Uh, where I am going to be exactly, no, but I'll be... going to be the Marriott Pool Tiki Bar. Ah, okay. Thank I'm you for telling me. I'm glad I know you're itinerary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steel Saunders is doing a meet and greet. Yes, yes. And I will be, uh, I'll be, well, be greeting Steel Saunders. I've already met him, but I'll be greeting Steel Saunders at the, uh, the Tiki Bar at the pool, the Marriott. And yeah. any listeners. Yes. And the you know, new listeners. So if anybody wants to, uh, say hi or anything like that, you, you'll be there for Steel. So I'll just be standing around with a drink in my hand. It'll be okay. Right. Yeah. I might have to call in drunk in Las Vegas Wonderful. to be drunk boo in San Diego. Yeah. And then maybe we can three-way call to a, a drunk Eric Struthers. Yeah. It, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I think that that's going to work out. I mean, everybody that's at San Diego Comic-Con, please be safe. Enjoy yourself. Stay positive. Be nice to each other. Don't let the haters, because you know what they're going to do. They're going to hate, hate, hate. Oh, good God. Again, thank you for listening to episode 102. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will catch you on episode number 103 on The Sith List.